Cast Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are here to discuss Southland, the season finale of season three. Yes, correct. Season three. I almost forgot which season we were on. Graduation Day. Story by Heather Zulke. Teleplay by John Wells. Directed by Christopher Chulak. I give this episode an 8.3 out of 10. While I am happy to see some story arcs wrap up, I am also a little underwhelmed by some of the story arcs, even though they were interesting. They didn't really pull me in. And we are going to start off talking about the one in which uh, I'm mostly referencing here, which is Sammy. Before we jump into the, the different story arcs in this finale, wherever you're listening to this podcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if you want to send feedback, because we are doing the next two seasons of, uh, of Southland, 20 more to go blackcouch at gmail.com or you can send feedback on any other show that i do so let's talk about sammy first because i could care less about i i think i really forgot how much i just did not i was not sucked in by sammy now i am of the opinion this man that ruiz is his name he did kill nate i should feel more vindicated because of how he went out except part of me feels as if ruiz even though he would not never probably snitch on a cop i don't know i just sammy's just not i'm not invested in him as a character he is assigned a new partner which is gil punta punta uh, which is Laz Alonso, who he hated. And he told him, look, Sal assigned me because he know you out here wildin'. Right? He does not want me. I mean, that is the thing that I think I'm most bothered by. It does act like Sammy. It is, yes, because uh, uh, he is the main character, but he wasn't the only person that loved Nate. Yes, you were there. Yes, you have a lot of unresolved feelings about it and ptsd i'm not not taking that away from you but you are going around like this one-man army that is not beneficial to absolutely nobody and it is for all intents and purposes an abuse of power and one may say for the correct reasons look how great nate was don't you want him to be you know uh not vindicated but someone taking up the cause for his uh for his death i understand all of that i just wish it was someone a little bit more effective than sammy tammy gives birth he gets a call from the boyfriend he's not there during the birth even though it's his child even though I guess I can understand that. And he did come afterwards to see the baby in the hospital. She was discharged quick. 
talking about she already took the baby home i'm like really they at least gave me well i forgot mine was a preemie so maybe normally they just let you take the baby home that same day it turns out that guy ruiz had killed or assaulted no killed someone else and there was a warrant issued for his arrest and he will be going to jail but this is not good enough he starts going around harassing gang members and uh i guess Rui said i'm not going to jail and he ends up shooting an officer and then dying in a shootout and the whole him leaning over a dead body that's going to be the last name you see while pretending to give like i don't know it just maybe if it was at the time that i saw this i probably had a different reaction but it is the year 2022 and thus it leaves a sour not because of this guy deserved it but in a way it is kind of like you also decided to go outside the confines of the law and I think this show has been showing that there is a line and, and you don't cross that line. And even if you do cross that line, well, I guess, no, because that, that's not right. That's not right. I could hear my own self talking and I'm saying that's not right because Dewey's still around and he crossed all the fucking lines. So there doesn't seem to be an accountability there. And then we also had with uh, with John stealing, stealing medication. Um so there goes that point i was trying to make so i think when it boils all the way down to it i just don't fucking like sammy (laughs) sammy decides that he wants to become a training officer he wants to go back into becoming a street officer patrol officer because he wants to save other new officers he wants to pay it forward so to speak the way in which nate did to him i understand that that was sweet uh and the fact that he thinks he can do more on the streets versus investigating detective work even though it's more money uh it's a more cushy gig so to speak however he is putting that aside and putting himself on the line that was the saving grace of what the point of his story was i just don't buy into sean holtzy is that his name as as the detective maybe we will see him better as the patrol officer within the last three seasons it's been very very little of him that has been something worth notating and in the end sammy and ben become partners and i am unsure how i feel about this because i was very attached to the john and ben friendship but more mentorship than friendship there is just this huge amount of respect between the two that and it was like a father and son relationship and considering you have john who who's so good with kids and cares about them and then you have 
Ben, who very much needs a father figure, wants a father figure and finds that in John. So it's bittersweet that that relationship is no longer going to be the, the center point of the next two seasons but it's also a good thing because it shakes it up right doesn't become stale there's an opportunity for new conflict i think uh, shy has mentioned it quite often and i agree we were focused on the same particular arc or at least personal drama arc with ben and john for three seasons now uh, even though i say three seasons it's really been just <laughs> 23 episodes which would be one almost one season of the flash uh, but I, I understand and see the benefit of splitting up the team of finally you know you have him being able to train a new boot because he's a training officer so this was never going to be about uh him and his whole like they've he's no longer a boot now he's a uh what's the what's the term they use a pup he's a pup speaking of ben and john it's his final day of probation before graduation day john doesn't give him congratulations in the room he's got his sunglasses on he's clearly addicted to painkillers it's gotten to that point where it is completely interfered with his life he wakes up in an extreme amount of pain on top of the pain addiction or not addiction yeah that's uh, a painkillers that's what i meant so he's taking all these drugs and it's still leaving him in a state of absolute and utter devastation and he's just he's stuck i think he was mentally stuck in in what he feared and his fear getting the better of him and it leading him down a completely dark and uh scary path because we saw john from the beginning so this has been a deterioration of and not just a you know this is how he's always been he's shown john or shown ben what it is to be a good officer he continues to show him what it means to be a good officer even as he he struggled through this but it's gotten to the point where the situation that that happened happened not only that he's looking for his mentor to be there he's saying you know uh cheeky comes over and gives him a five she's like can we be friends and he's constantly like dewey tells tells him i feel bad for the partners that get you <laughs> these new uh these new boots out there in the world all by themselves so the first uh well he's like there's gonna be a party gonna come he doesn't make a comment he's like uh let's go to our favorite place i'm buying he's still no comment he actually makes a he actually says something that clearly indicates that he's on drugs when he asked him and he was just like uh roosevelt or something he was mentioned in presidents he had no fucking clue what the guy was talking about he ends up going to the you know he's allowed to drive they go to a domestic i hate domestics because people just always screaming 
like that's what always bothers me the police show up you know everyone's in their feelings but i understand what the guy did was wrong because they're like if you're married say no we're not married he got this kid a tattoo a gang tattoo as well so he's arrested for child endangerment and possibly abuse it's like it's my son everybody around here has that tat he asked me for it so i did it for him and it's absolutely inappropriate the little kid just points his little fingers up at john like he's gonna kill him so john walks up to him and he does it once again and instead of even getting upset he just rubs his head like you're you're a kid you're a fucking kid and you have been making a really good point like if you really want if that you care about your son you don't want us to come back and find him in a body bag due to that dang gang affiliation like why would you expose your son to that so stupid but that's the tragedy right of these circumstances then they they end up getting uh into a a police chase for a car for a van that hit one car they tell him to pull over they end up chasing along with dewey and cheeky the guy crashes into another car and flees and there's a teenager in the back seat who has likely been kidnapped and molested and also happens to live next door to the perpetrator that is registered for the van at least so this guy took the van took the girl molested her and now they put an apb out for him and this is the case that both lydia and achoa pick up later on as they are doing their same routine because he's just like why do you still got your sunglasses on he's being so calm and patient with him and then they end up you know because it shows that he can still do something he ends up spotting the suspect because they put out a apb on him another chase ensues where you got ben running off like a bolt like he's usain bolt this guy does not intend to be caught whatsoever because he runs up to the roof he jumps from building to building him and Ben getting in a pretty nasty scuffle Ben is all on his own he definitely needed backup and unfortunately or fortunately depending on whose side of the equation this is <laughs> uh, the guy breaks free and makes another run from it except he he does think about it and he falls short of uh, jumping into the other building and falls a hell of a lot of feet to his death we know from ochoa and adams that this guy is a drug dealer we know because they did a hell of a job with that the nosiest neighbor you ever wanted to know and got all the tea so john gets busted going through the guy's luggage 
and he sees he's stealing pills and ben has had enough he finally loses his shit he grabs him he says get up get the fuck up and you even hear because there's shame as much as he would love to uh to put his head high and say he did his best he knew he he could not get the fuck up that ladder and his partner needed him and he wasn't there for his partner but also falling further into that depression he immediately goes to seeking the painkillers instead of even ruminating on what just occurred and so it does take for ben to what he been needed to do which is get in his face and be the the john cooper that john cooper is to everyone else and that is saying getting him up getting in his face getting loud doing what he taught him to do and saying you know what you you were a good cop he's like i I can't be as fast as you he's like that's bullshit and you know it there's two choices about to happen either you're going to rehab or when we get back to the station i'm going to confirm i'm going to go to the watch commander and i'm going to tell him to to ask you to take a piss test these are the choices that you have and we see later on in the episode that he drives them in his vehicle there's no anger between them it's like you want me to go in with you no so it's been in a few days when i'm done puking my guts out can you bring me a change of clothes and he's like no problem gives the keys to his house he gets out the car and he he says hey boot thank you I love how this tied into what is considered something that doesn't it's like a challenge that they give all the boots like hey if you can bust someone and get them to say thank you you can win this uh pot of money otherwise it's gonna go on beers and you can see and john already could see because ben is just that type of kid or boot that he wants to win this he wants to get uh, someone to say thank you but he he's on he's he strikes out even though people want to pose with him for a photo because his kid wants to be a cop when he grows up and he uh they had to get the one guy in the chair out of the road <laughs> it's just like what the fuck was that just some weird crazy guy and then the next day when he goes and he's looking and he continues to look where he used to go with with johnny notices john's not there and he smiles because he knows that he's staying in the rehab he's doing the work we even see that with john when he gets in there and he breaks down like what he's been taking i've been taking percocet oxycodone vicodin no other drugs but he's been taking that and uh he knows that he needs the surgery he knows he has to detox he knows that I need to get back in the saddle i need to fix this problem and he's not bitter about it but he did need to be handled the way the way john cooper handles folks which is what he even told him i think i like the way it goes back to season one too is when he tells him if your partner is struggling it is up to you yet it's your responsibility to to either force them to do the right thing or do the right thing for them 
if it ever comes to that point where it's no longer it, it can no longer be uh, tolerated so to speak uh, because everyone's gonna struggle i think that's probably part of it like everyone's gonna slide everyone's gonna probably i, I, I think that there's no not one person that's like gonna see a dead baby and not be fucked up for some time you know might night might slip off the path a little bit but you know you gotta watch them and you gotta i feel like that's that's that gray area that sometimes we don't like to discuss because life is all about black and white speaking of cheeky and dewey they had a bit of a story this episode it looks like cheeky is going out to metro or at least has an interview to 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 transfer out so that she is working with someone else which is good for her she's making her own decisions Dewey you can see is a little depressed about this even though he doesn't really address it he just spends the entirety of the episode chasing this prostitute and while she did get on my gosh damn nerves just calling the person racial slurs why do you scream when the police show up though that's another thing why do you why do you need to keep screaming well, he, she does that just 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 tell him what's going on you're in the right dude you know you're in the right you don't need to get into an arguing match outside <laughs> but he drags her away i was not keen on him putting her in a headlock that was that seemed a bit obsessive but she also seems like that's the only method of communication she understands because he tells her to stay in the fucking square cheeky doesn't know why he's so interested in this this woman but you can see he he sees a little bit of himself there this uh this washed up uh you know trying to do the steps but you can see that that matters to him even though he's still the same piece of shit that he is he wants he has an investment in keeping the people around him that he knows are in his group because he's like what are you going to meetings so my guess is she's in his group in his aa and he uh he probably feels some affinity for that and he wants to see wants to do what he feel he can to keep those people on track even though it is uh detrimental because later on she he goes to check on her she's got a john and uh, john that stiffs her so she jumps on his police car and then later when he finds her she's all fucked up drugged out on a bench just sandal everywhere no no self-respect and it's a tragedy and you see that that actually affects him in a lot of ways that this is you know this is what he's looking at a life of loneliness people are gonna move on and stop giving a shit about you eventually and it's what's happening with cheeky she's moving on and she's, she's stopped giving a shit about dewey uh so that's what i took away from that particular arc the last art we need to talk about is choa and adams she wakes in bed with her son she's dating him and he does not care at all that his mother might be disapproving of this relationship even tries to be like i'm awake too i'm like uh-uh uh-uh you need to have some coof there but at the same time y'all are grown 
but i understand Ochoa's response especially because you know that's i knew that was going to be a problem because that's what you do you talk chop shop you share the personal details of your life she sees she's got a hickey at a murder scene you got lydia trying to be all coy about it like sex makes you feel good it takes your stress away she's happy for her friend but at the same time how can i be your friend if you are dating my son and while they're at the the scene for the accident getting that information she ends up looking at her phone because she was charging it and he's like hey baby you miss me so the cat's out of the bag when she confronts her like uh so when did you want to tell me you was fucking my son he's like i'm so sorry i knew the minute you said i had messages that this shit was about to happen (laughs) lydia feels bad but i think this says something about lydia i love putting her on a pedestal but in a lot of ways out of all the men out of all the men you had to fuck your partner's son out of all the men out there you wanted to fuck your partner's son and you didn't give a shit that that was your partner's son and that's as it be as a person that's fine but as a partner as a partner yeah yeah (laughs) um you you in the wrong girl you was so in the wrong she's like i'm driving with a child molester (laughs) she knows she was wrong for that somebody he's 28 how old are you 40 <laughs> they are still able to do their job track down the uh the sex offender who also um entertains or sells drugs to kids has kids over the neighbor's like he's horrible he left with a bag he's taking the bus this is what he got on she had everything those are the ones that really be around on their porch all day just lapping it up but she said that she called the police in the past and they didn't do shit adam says eventually asked lydia asks look so what's gonna happen can we continue to work together and she looks at her like i don't know and walks away and that's how we leave it unresolved for the season so will they be able to get past this i personally would not want because then when if they fall out like we're dating okay so y'all mutually go on your way where does that leave us it's just but it's also the fact that you was gonna cross that line what you gonna date my other son too <laughs> oh, girl you know you should have told that boy no but you wanted what you wanted and you got what you wanted and you needed a stress reliever after all of the shit you've been through all season you and josie been going back and forth y'all two ain't even been the best of friends let's not forget that and then after that shit with russ because supposedly you don't even date officers remember when she was telling people that we do have feedback on this finale from queen shy so let's hear how she felt about episode 10 Christina it's me shy I am here to give my feedback for the season finale of season three of Southland I am on a roll today 
um, primarily because I know that this coming week is going to be very, very busy and I don't know what I'll be able to watch and won't be able to watch. So got to get it in. Anywho, um, this episode was uh, very interesting. Um, we got a lot more of characters that I would rather not see, but at the same time, it wasn't horrible. <laughs> um, like the Dewey and Chicky storyline, I just didn't understand. It just felt like it was going nowhere, the story. <laughs> And what I mean by that is, obviously, he was trying to redeem this crack whore, as they called her. Um, in this episode, she's standing in front of this restaurant and, you know, keeping the owner from uh, having customers. Or, you know, the customers weren't comfortable with someone, you know, trying to do tricks right outside his restaurant, um, understandably. Um, so he's, uh, it's bad for business. Um, so apparently he, she's one of somebody that goes to one of his groups because he knows her, Denise, and she's just not about that life. You know, she's got bruises. She's got, you know, scarring her eyes you know, her eyes are red. She just, she just not with, not with it. And so my thing was with this, it's like, obviously she's in the active stages of her addiction, Dewey. So I don't know you telling her to stand on a box. Um, you're telling her to go to a meeting. Um, I don't, I just, I just didn't understand where he was going with that. And I really did think she was dead when she was laying on that before she started moving. <laughs> when she was laying on the bench at first. So I just didn't understand the whole this whole storyline. Like what would what, what were they trying to get at? Um like what was the point? Um, you know, we still got Dewey being a douche and you know, not being respectful to his partner, um, being misogynistic in some comments that he's making. Um, well, you do what nine push-ups, you know, it's like really dude. She did more freaking push-ups than you I could tell you that right now Anyway, just ugh, he's just such a oh, I just don't like characters like that um, So anyway, and then we have Sammy and I forget the dude's name that was in the gang um, uh, unit uh, their partnering up and then they get the leprechaun Ruiz. You know, they're like going after him, I guess. And trying. and I'm like, I'm not understanding this storyline either. Um, it just seemed like I'm missing something because, you know, the last time we saw this dude, you know, um, Sammy had him dead to right, but changed his mind. Um, and so. He wasn't, I just, I mean, I know that, I mean, it's a hard thing to, uh, when you, you know, lose a friend like that and especially, you know, the way it all happened, very traumatic. 
and all that stuff and then him not being able to recognize in the lineup and then it just snowballing from there but it, it was just like his, the way he went out I just wasn't under maybe I missed something in this story that I'm I'm that is that would piece it together for me so maybe in your recap it'll make more sense because it just felt like huh <laughs> that's how I was like he went out in the blaze of glory like say Nate's name I mean you'll you'll die here in Nate's name and then he decides that he doesn't want to be a detective anymore he wants to be on patrol like a uniform uh, so he wants to step down he where life is more simple and I feel like life is less simple <laughs> in the uniform because <clears throat> you're dealing with um, things on the front lines more so than you know being the second wave of law enforcement in the detective ranks so not quite sure I understood his rationale and especially you're about to have a baby and so you know you're taking a pay cut and you like basically being you demoted yourself um, uh, yeah, I mean, but more power to him. Then, of course, they uh, link him up with Ben. And Ben, poor Ben, goes from being a boot to being a pup. So, <laughs> I guess that's graduation for you. Um, so, there's that, his storyline. Then we have um, Ben and Cooper, which I haven't listened to your, your um, last episode feedback yet. So, I know I talked about it then about him being a liability and then case in point this episode it's like i, I just it's it just it's just his quality of life has to be so diminished i had back issues at the tail end of my military career and i ended up um i think i said this before um i ended up it ended up getting and it, it started out small I ignored it and it kept getting worse and worse and then you know one day I was um, it get I got it got to the point where I couldn't move I had a hard time moving I couldn't ignore it anymore and I went to the emergency room and in that in the case of mine it was just a matter of um, taking some muscle relaxers and that's it I didn't need anything more than that of course being on light duty for a while to recover and then I was fine but then it's like I just don't understand this this you know it's like the character that he was in the beginning I mean it just and I get him being a hard ass and again I don't know what your response was to what I said um it's just you know at the end of the day the things like he was telling Chicky about Dewey it's like you it's it's like this hypocrisy going on. I mean, you, you got this, you're addicted to painkillers. You got this back problem. You could barely move. You can't even function. You're a liability on the streets and you can get someone killed. And Ben was right. Um, well, he finally, you know, said what needed to be said. And it's like, damn, took you long enough to say what needs to be said. You know, got to slap some, you know, sense into these. You know, Dewey was the same way. You know, you know, at some point, someone has to step up and do the right thing and not allow these people, in the case, Chicky with Dewey and then Ben with, um, <clears throat> with, uh, with John. 
You know, because yeah, he's gonna this is gonna be passed on to the next person that he's gonna be the training officer of, and that person may not be as strong or have the intestinal fortitude to say what needs to be said. Um, so there's that. Um, then the last one was Lydia. Why Lydia? I thought. I mean, I, of course we knew she was gonna end up doing it because you know he's a charmer, but it was like. We all saw it coming. It's like, oh, we need to tell her. Oh, and then we knew she was going to find out by accident. You leave your phone there. And then I'm like, why is she answering your phone? Why is she even messing with your phone? That is so weird. I've never understood that. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, that's like, to me, that's like crossing a boundary. I mean, I, I mean, unless it's your child <laughs> and you need to make sure that they're, doing what they're supposed to be doing on their phone or whatever you're just another adult and then she's like somewhat you're a child molester like ma'am your son is 28 years old there's only an eight year di uh, 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 age difference uh please that's not even as if so it's crazy and i can't believe he didn't recognize his mother's voice or at least did realize that wasn't lydia's voice i'm like hello crazy i mean that's just, ugh, anyways. Uh, of course, that's, we all saw that coming a mile away, right? So let me guess, Lydia's gonna end up with a new partner because Ochoa just, it, she just crossed the line in this partner thing. And it's like, she just can't win for losing, can she? Anyway, I'm almost at my limit. So until next time, much love, peace, and black girl magic, queen of the couch, shy. That was Queen Chat with her thoughts on the finale. Um, not much to say about Sammy and Dewey that I have not already stated. I think Dewey doesn't know how to help anyone else. And I think that's why he cannot communicate with his partner in, a, in an effective way. He's used to having a bro. And I, I guess I, I get why, like his, his commentary doesn't even it didn't even bother me this episode like oh you did that many because in the way in which he said it and then said oh when she was like yeah i did do this many foot and then he was like oh well i'm impressed he's just it's almost like if you choose to get in the car with this type of person you can no longer you no longer have the right to complain about anything they do and that's how i feel about that situation so i'm not gonna bitch about it because clearly she's okay with it <laughs> but he is, um, I don't put him in the same category as, as John. That's where I draw the line. Yes, they both had two crippling addictions um, that end, ended up interfering in their job. Yes, uh, but I think the difference is, and this is just based on screen, we never really got to see the point in which... Uh, Dewey was ever a good cop so all we got was the mess afterwards whereas I feel with John we saw him as a good cop he started off as a good cop then his back injury got worse I remember in which episode where it, it fell out when he was trying to do something and then from that point forward um his mental health has been going down the thing that happened with his father uh, the fact that his father is a convicted child molester that murdered someone and he had to testify to put her back in jail. The fact that his friend, uh, who he that was his mentor, that was also a closeted gay man, uh, was shot, uh, shot himself in the head for suicide. So 
I don't put them in the same category because the trajectory that we're seeing has more of a build-up to it. Now, Dewey may have had more to him, uh, but it, it feels as if from everyone's reaction that this it, it's not the same. They're not the same persona. We've not seen John be uh you know misogynistic and uncaring that you know i don't want to discredit and and i think that how i view the character is someone who who struck who found himself in a position in which he began to struggle and unfortunately the people around him did not i mean that's what you have to do with your friends you have to be sometimes they need help they need support like you pointed out he's been being that from everyone else but no one's been able to be that for him cheeky didn't approach him she wouldn't whispered up in uh ben's ear dewey didn't approach him he whispered up in ben's he only made that one little comment oh passively like oh you want to go to aa what people need is more people like john which is why ben had to do it the way he did it and why he could hear it and why he respected it and why he said thank you so i don't i don't i just don't see the character as hypocritical as much as he understands that this can happen he just probably didn't expect it like most people do it to happen to them and like that that happens to everyone right it's like you, you know you are the best person of advice but you don't the best you don't take your own advice you ever get in those situations or you know you can see things better from the inside out when you're not in the middle of it and that's what we do when we're critiquing when we're analyzing even these television shows um that we are looking from the inside out in a certain sense but you you become blind to that even if you're that person it's like oh shit that self-actualization doesn't always hit you and i don't know if you can be discredited for being flawed in that manner and not only flawed but it's not like oh he's just some guy going around popping drugs because he doesn't want to be on a desk there's this paralyzing fear there's a, a lot of a lot of mental things that have been compounding that I think led to where John ended up falling so far that no one even knew how to handle it. And then eventually Ben, when it came to that moment, because up until this, he's not not had his back in the field. That's why I said it has to come to a breaking point, but just because you're at that breaking point doesn't mean that the characters might be at the breaking point i think that they do that's why they've been allowing this lead way because they know that you're struggling with something and that doesn't that shouldn't negate you automatically when faced with the amount of things that you're being pressed against now does that give you um carte blanche to do whatever the fuck you want no like with sammy's situation i'm a less lenient like yeah okay your partner died but you don't have the right to then kidnap someone take them out in the desert and have them to do their own you know bury or dig their own hole like that's the person that's most if i'm thinking about someone who's truly crossed the line here that's where i i don't have much to say about um and lastly with the lydia thing kind of like what i said in the the podcast 
yeah I, like when she said the child molester thing i laughed because anyone i mean you know when you mad you say things that you just don't mean you say it because it's mean right it doesn't make it right but you get it you're saying this out of anger you're saying this out of you know she knows that her son is a grown-ass man she knows he can fuck whoever he wants to fuck but we had a relationship that preceded that relationship and thus as a friend can you not and that's where she was like well you're not really my friend and i think that's where the betrayal comes in there that's where i'm like i'm not giving you too many uh leadways there like it was coming and as far as the thing about the phone okay so i'm i'm of two minds about this right because on one hand yes you just can't be picking up people's random phone but if you leave your phone sitting there i'm sorry and you don't have a passcode on that motherfucker that's on you anyone can pick up your phone and fuck with your phone so one if you really are that concerned about people going through your phone don't leave your phone sitting there just don't oh it's charging in the car that is an assumed amount of someone can pick up your is, is it rude yes probably but the way in which the scene played out because that's like talking about the just in general right in general don't leave your phone around if you don't want people to look at pick at it that's 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 my pet and i have the same thing i am a private person but guess what when you pick up my phone and look at it you're gonna get a pad of numbers and they're gonna ask you to put in those numbers otherwise you ain't gonna get nothing so i don't care if people pick up my phone you're not gonna get in my phone <laughs> so i'm gonna take the rudeness off the table because i do think that people are naturally fucking nosy they're curious i can't say that i'm above that if i just see it i've had where multiple times my sister will leave a phone and i'll look at the phone now that's another thing in you which is how i think the scene played out where you look down and you see the name you're like oh i know this person and i know my sister won't mind if i picked up the phone and answered this for the person it's about the familiarity of it so you have that as well her phone was beeping she probably just turned it off to beep it like what is this fucking beeping probably just checked to make sure it was on charge because it was beeping but how the scene played for me is she went to grab her phone just to turn it off like because the notification because it was beeping so she went to turn off the beeping and which her phone should be on silent <laughs> sorry you gotta take accountability here and then she saw her son and she probably like what the fuck that was her look her look was why is he calling her and she probably thought in that moment oh maybe he's trying to reach me so then when she picked up and he's like hey baby you saying how nobody could recognize your voice girl please when you expecting someone to pick up the phone that's the person you don't make immediately think about that you're automatically thinking about what you're about to say to them you're not thinking about that's going to be someone else that picks up the phone that's just at least that's my it's my experience <laughs> so i've done it plenty of times so i pick up the phone I'm like hello and i'll start talking and then they were like hello and i'm like josh uh yeah uh, gra grandmama put her on the phone <laughs> it'll be someone else uh so that's my experience on those two things but yeah i mean like i said i i, I blame this if her being a, getting a new partner i blame on lydia if she gets a new partner because she she did what she did <laughs> and it gotta call a spade with a spade and that's the spade she's like yeah this young attractive and he's a chore son 
yeah you ain't you was not gonna convince me because ain't no because she's too smart for me to think that she would be that stupid that's my two cents on it um but agreed with everything else she said about the particularly the sammy situation and i don't i think it could have been done a lot better because i inferred a lot and it took me and, and still i don't know if that was what the they actually were conveying with the dewey situation other than the show that he does have a capacity to care we will be back for the fourth season so if you want to send feedback once again blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast with social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic